God of love and mercy, send forth your Holy Spirit to touch us anew with your living word. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We've been this Lenten season doing a study on God's love, how we might be, in fact, God's beloved, and there, in turn, love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, love our neighbor as ourselves. The one thing that you will be sure to know is that the context or location and circumstance in which each of us find ourselves, in fact, will frame how we see and experience Jesus, and thereby how we see and experience this gift of love that he brings to us. Where we are in our lives also impacts how we hear and experience God's gift of love in Christ. The good news of today's gospel is that God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world or you, but that the world might be saved through him. Jesus came to share love, to connect you back to the very essence of love. Our scripture tells us that if you believe in him, you are not condemned. But if you don't believe, you're already condemned because you've not believed. In the name of the one and the only Son of God. For some in the hearing of this, this might sound like good news and bad news. A little bit of both. But when life serves up lemons and adversity in the form of illness or sudden, even tragic loss, or maybe just the changing of our bodies, limitations on what we can and can't do, it can rock our belief in God's love for us. It can cause us to question, does he really love me? How can this be happening? I wonder if that isn't something of what Nicodemus is going through as a Pharisee who knows God's love, seeks God. And in this instance in our gospel, he's out in the middle of the night having a conversation with Jesus. He wants to know this love of God. He sees Jesus is doing extraordinary things and it's causing him to struggle with what he's believed up to this point. Adversity can affect our faith lives and even result in our questioning our faith. And I wouldn't say that's a bad thing necessarily. In fact, History would prove that it is the way in which God calls us deeper into knowing him. But as we've been studying in our Lenten series, 
loving God, today's reflection has some illuminating things for us. Anna Curry describes her own struggle, not only believing God still loved her, but that in fact maybe he wasn't punishing her with a diagnosis of cancer. But in the midst of that, she struggled with something even more, and that was to love herself in the midst of this adversity. She found that she was questioning everything that she thought was so solid. And she also struggled to stay loving with herself. She wrote this, I know that when I was diagnosed with cancer and struggling with coming to terms with this dramatic shift in my life, I pretty much hated myself. I hated my body. I felt it had betrayed me. I hated my mind and the anxiety it produced. A health crisis is one adversity that can make it hard to be our most loving selves. But there's other crises that can have the same effect, whether they be related to work or possibly a family's illness or a relationship that's changed. Maybe it's economic well-being or faith. Maybe it's a natural disaster. I would say that Harvey kind of rocked all our worlds pretty good. Certainly made me go back to the drawing board and say, God, where are you? What is going on? But when life gets hard. It can be hard to choose to be a loving person. Ones who bear the brunt of that most are probably our family and those closest to us. How many of us talk the worst to those we love the most sometimes? That's why this week's spiritual practice is about loving in the midst of adversity. We learned last week that love is a decision and not just a feeling. And that learning will serve us well as we focus on this week's challenge. Because the truth is, when we're struggling with adversity, we tend to just think of ourselves. We may not naturally be feeling all that loving and sweet and kind. In fact, if we're in a lot of pain, we can be just downright grumpy. But such times are when we may find that we have to decide to be intentional about being loving. So to begin this week's practice, here's an assignment. You could do it now or later, but we're going to first take a look back to think of times in your past when you faced adversity. I know you've all faced adversity. No one's gotten out of that living this long. Think about when it was that you were able to remain loving in those times. And then 
Were there those times when you were not able to remain loving? What was the difference? What could you learn from that on how to handle challenging times in your past to prepare for current or future such challenging times? I've been learning a lot from my mother in facing her own challenge of losing her memory. I see her day by day making a choice to love others in her midst, sometimes as simple as just sharing a smile with someone who has a frown, or talking to someone that no one else talks to. The key is that she gets out of her own situation and self. She celebrates what she can still do while recognizing and even grieving she can't remember where all she's lived and accepting what she can do and what she can no longer do. I admire this choice when there's so many other ways one can respond. For it's like throwing a stone into a, a little pond and to see the ripple effects of love going out from her to those around her. The good news is, is that God and his love never changes. It's always available to us and it calls us to the light, to the love of God. So I urge you, don't sit in the darkness of whatever struggle, but turn to the light. Choose to love. There, there is life, abundant life. Amen.